listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with JP and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then the Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. As I mentioned, he is the star of. Uh, NBC Sports Philly got a TV show, Sixers Outsider. He joined us during the basketball season. He is Tyrone Johnson. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. He'll give us an update on what's going on down in Philadelphia with uh, the coronavirus and the situation there. Fortunately, at last report, uh, nobody on the team tested positive. There was a front office person that did. So that's a good thing. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Sixers and the restart of the NBA. So Tyrone Johnson will join us at the bottom of the hour. But right now, we talk to you at 1-800-919-3776. Look, I submit and request that the Mets play Boston all year. (laughs) I mean, all year. I mean, I want them to continue to play. I mean, I know they have a second game tonight. Obviously, with the Mets are rolling away uh, by the score of 8-2. And I know that they will play again the next two nights here at City Field. And I'm very happy about that. So, you know, for me, they can just keep going. All right? The, the, the Red Sox right now have uh, struggles with their pitching. And there's no question about it. And it was interesting to hear during the broadcast with Gary Cohen, Keith Hernandez, and Ron Darling that already, already, after four games, there's grumbling and mumbling going on in the Red Sox clubhouse because every time they turn around, they're down big. And listen, you know, it's too early (laughs) to be starting this nonsense. It is. All you had to do is look at your pitching staff. You knew this was going to be a tough season. With all the injuries that you've gotten, you knew it wasn't going to be easy. This is clear. This is this is the way it was going to be. And so you thought that the Red Sox offense would have to, you know, score some runs. They're going to have to out hit the play of the, their pitching staff. That's what they're going to have to do. And it's early in the season, and they have not been able to do that yet. Now you look at this lineup, and this is a very potent lineup. I mean. J.D. Martinez and Bogarts and, you know, Devers and, 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 you know, I mean, Devers. And, you know, these guys are really, really good hitters. Benintendi, this is a a good offensive lineup. I mean, you look at some of the – you look at these guys last season and there's four or five guys that drove in over 100, 30 and over 100. So we know offensively they can hit. Clearly, with no Chris Sale, that was going to be a struggle. But, I mean, wow. To be so angry early and disappointed early. And look, I get it in one sense because you know it's a short season. And if you have the opportunity to get off to the quick start, I mean, that's what you want to do. But they're not doing that right now. But anyway, the Mets are. And that's a good thing because this is what the Mets offense needed was to get in and, and come to Fenway and face a a team who's, you know, just really struggling right now with, with their pitching. Struggling. But the Mets aren't. Home run tonight from J.D. Davis, which was good. 
Uh, and, you know, they're hitting the baseball. So the, nothing for Peter Alonso yet. No hits. He's 0 for 4, but he's coming. It's a matter of just tacking on runs. And that's what they've been able to do, which has been real good against the Red Sox. You look at that, and that's been the difference because they haven't just sat on the lead. And so often, when you look at the struggles of the Mets, and even going back to last year, when we talk about how bad the bullpen was, and look, let's face it, we've talked enough about it. The bullpen has, was not great last season. But it, a lot of that could have been alleviated had the Mets got on those tack-on runs. Those tack-on runs are important. It makes the difference. A pitcher comes in and he knows he's got margin for error, doesn't have to have that tightrope. So whenever you're facing a team that is having struggles with their pitching staff, having struggles with their bullpen, you want to try to get as many additional runs as possible to make it easier for your bullpen when they come in. It's about having a margin for error. And in the first two games, here, the Mets have had a margin for error. So that's a good thing. I mean, it's crazy. The Mets came in with, what, five runs over the weekend against Atlanta, and they've got 15 in two nights against the Red Sox. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. And baseball continues to deal with the coronavirus, right? Baseball continues to deal with it. They continue to try to figure out what to do. They continue to come up with answers or try to come up with answers. And you had to know, and, and I'm sure they did, and I'm sure there was a an alternative, a, a, a plan B. I'm sure there was in case a breakout happened. But it just looks as though that they weren't ready. Dr. Anthony Fauci was on Good Morning America, and he was asked, with all the stuff that's going on with the Marlins, do you think baseball can continue? You know, I don't know. I hope so, George, because I know that Major League Baseball, the players, the owners, the managers have put a lot of effort into getting together and putting protocols that we feel would work. It's very unfortunate what happened with Miami. It's just, I mean, first of all, I'm concerned. I hope the players are all right. I heard about a dozen of them have gotten infected. Even though they're young, vigorous, and very healthy, I hope they're okay. But you just have to watch this. This could put it in danger. I don't believe they need to stop, but we just need to follow this and see what happens with other teams on a day-by-day basis. Now, the question is going to be, obviously, should baseball have done the bubble way? Had they gone the bubble way? Remember, they were scheduled to do so, even though the bubble states were Arizona and Florida. <laughs> but they put out an idea of game plan of having a bubble. And now when you see what's going on with the Marlins and you see the potential of what's happened in Major League Baseball, the question to Dr. Fauci this morning on Good Morning America, does the NFL need a bubble? You know, they might, again, George, I, I, I hate to make determinations on that because there are people who are involved with the teams who are putting a lot of work and a lot of consideration in. It might be that they have to go in a bubble, but I think they're conscientious enough and want to protect their players and protect the personnel that they will do the right thing. Now, this is much trickier, and we've talked about it a little bit. This is much trickier than Major League Baseball because you've got more people traveling. All right, you, you've got... Some teams will have 80 for training camp. 
Others like the Giants will have the usual 90, but they'll stagger it because it's a new coach and you know you need to have as many players as possible. You understand it. You just hope that they go through the protocols and make the necessary adjustments to do what they need to do. But how do you protect 80 players in an enclosed environment, football-wise? How do you, how do you protect players who are in football inches away? In basketball, inches away. In, in hockey, inches away from each other. There's no social distancing in those sports. You can't do it. But especially in the NFL, because they're not in the bubble, they're going to be traveling week after week. Just like Major League Baseball is. And you've seen already the adjustments in schedule and trying to move over, trying to move things around. As the Yankees, who were supposed to play the Phillies, will now be playing the Baltimore Orioles in Camden Yards tomorrow and Thursday when they were supposed to be against Philadelphia. Which the games were canceled and rightfully so. You have to protect your players. We all thought there was going to be a concern. We all knew the possibility of this virus attacking Major League Baseball with them coming out like this. Do you think baseball can continue? Will you be surprised? And I know many of you did not think that the season would start. Many of you didn't think the season would finish. And obviously you're in the middle of it. You're watching it. You're enthusiastic about it. You're happy to see it. It's some sense of normalcy. But nevertheless, are you confident baseball will get through the season? And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not confident unless these players start following the rules like social distancing in the dugouts, like wearing masks, like no high fives, like no celebrations. I mean, it's amazing. They will not celebrate or touch the first or third base coach, but they'll hug each other. So obviously they know they're not supposed to do it because they're not doing it with the first and third base coaches. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. As we follow the Mets as they try to make it two in a row over the Boston Red Sox. By the way, the Red Sox are scheduled to face the Yankees this weekend. I say scheduled because you never know how these games are going are to be readjusted. They have to be rescheduled or realigned or whatever you want to use. And then... You look at the situation with the Marlins, right? And they're not able to play until this weekend. There's no way Major League Baseball is going to make up all these games. That's, that's going to be a week full of games. They're not going to make up six games. So does that mean now that everything is going to be determined on winning percentage? As opposed to record? Because right now the Marlins first place. In the National League East, they're two and one, <laughs> with a really good six sixty seven winning percentage. You know, so uh, that's what I mean. That's the concern you have about trying to operate in these, you know, under these situations. And look, I I get it. I I know that Major League Baseball is doing the best they can, and I know they're trying and they put forth a game plan that they believe will be successful and will help everybody and try to get something, some semblance of a season together. But it's just, it's just, 
awkward, right? It's a little weird, right? And you're hearing more and more players like the Nationals say they don't want to play Miami this weekend. And I listen, could you blame them? And who and and now who makes that decision? And I'm sure it wasn't an ultimatum. It's not like it's not like they said, "Okay, we're not going. We're pulling out. We're sitting this out." It's not like that. But obviously, and we had this same discussion about Don Manningly and the Marlins because there were several Marlin players who wanted to try to play anyway. And fortunately, Major League Baseball stepped in and said, "No, we're shutting it down," because there are players who are always going to want to try to play a game. They're all the that's the competition. That's the competitor in them. That they always want to try to do what's necessary. They always want to try to to play because that's what they do. And especially a team like the Marlins, who in a regular season of 162 games, you would not think would have a chance to win. I mean, obviously anything can happen, but you wouldn't think you wouldn't have them lined up in that division. All right, if I said to you, who's going to win that division between Miami, the Mets, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Washington, you guys are not running out there saying, you know what, I'm betting all I got on Miami because I know they're the class of the division. It's not what you're saying. But in a season like this, anything can happen. Is it likely? No. But anything can happen. I mean, we knew that Washington was going to have trouble not pitching-wise, but offensively because this is not the same World Series championship team because they lost a number of folks offensively. But one in four? I didn't think of them being one in four, losing, you know, four of their first five games. It's not what I would have thought going into this. Not at all. But that's what's happened. So it's real curious to see how this is going to play out. And hopefully we won't have this conversation anymore. Hopefully we'll just be saying, Hey, look, things are going smoothly. It's great. Look how it is. Very happy. Baseball's getting played. We're not worried about the virus. Everything has gone smoothly. Initial scare. These things happen, but we're okay. That's what I would love to say. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's, uh, it's interesting. It is interesting to see, and once again, to see how Major League Baseball and the commissioner, Rob Manford, handles these situations. Because let's face it, he's had a tough couple, he's had a tough couple months. <laughs> tough couple months. 1-800-919-3776. Moe's in Queens. Hey, Moe, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, Uncle Larry? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Mo. What's going on? I'm chilling, man. I couldn't call yesterday, but, you know, before we talk about the Mets, you know, I'm ecstatic about how the Jets handled the Jamal Adams trade. You know, if you remember, I called you, I think, Friday. And mm-hmm. I said, man, I'm disappointed how we couldn't get uh, that Dallas deal. You know, Dallas gave a good, a good deal. But yeah. Joe Douglas, man, he's pulling through, and he gave he got us a way better deal than Dallas did. So I'm just happy we got him out, out the building, you know. I feel like mm-hmm. we're in the right direction. Yeah, this is the, when you get two ones, a three, and a player – it's pretty good work. <laughs> hey, I t- I'm taking it. Uh, what's I got? O'Brien from the Texas. I forgot his name. It's, it's not coming into me, but he couldn't even get a first rounder for Clowney and and, uh, and Hopkins. So yeah, you know, what Joe Douglas is doing. You know, I'm yeah. very I'm very pleased with what he's doing already. Uh, yeah, you're right about, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, talking about the Mets now. Uh, you know that 14-1 one 
unfortunately one game, you know, if, if Edwin Diaz got to save, that wouldn't have hurt for us. But it just hurts twice as much now, you know, losing that game 14-1. And, um, man, I just think we needed we needed a Red Sox. We needed a team like this, you know, just throwing us pretty much uh, throwing us meatballs and we hitting the ball out the park, so getting some good hits. So I, we, needed, we needed a team like Red Sox with bad gets back in the groove, who has a bad pitching staff. And I feel like, man, if we, I feel like if we get in blowouts like this, uh, we don't need Edwin Diaz, man. We've we got, we got to keep him out of there. we got to keep him not even in the game. So if we keep on blowing these teams out, we'll be in good hands. Larry, I'll call you back tomorrow. Thanks for, thanks for the call. All right, bro. Thanks for checking in. You're right. If you keep blowing, you won't need, the, you won't need your closer, right? <laughs> you won't need the closer. That's, that's one way to make sure he doesn't blow any games. Alex is in North Carolina. Hey, Alex, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Um, there's no such thing as a bubble. I mean, anybody can come and open it, right? On baseball, I mean, I'm a little upset because I believe that some of those guys, what are they, little little kindergarten kids? If somebody tells you not to hang out outside and you go and do it, come on, man. You're supposed to be a grown-up person. So, I mean, I believe that uh, keep up with the rules, man. Follow the rules. Don't you think, Larry? Follow up the rules. Yeah, I do, Alex. I, I agree with you that, that that's what you should do. But I'm saying, and you're, you're watching it, you're looking at it on the field. They're not even following the rules on the field. Alex, you know, they're high-fiving and hugging and doing all the stuff that they're not supposed to be doing under this virus. And really, a, not a whole lot of folks are wearing masks on the field. Yep, you have a bigger stadium, 80,000 people or whatever. Come mm-hmm. on, man. you got to be room. I mean, why don't you sit 10 In the feet? stands. <laughs> Yeah, in the stands. <laughs> yeah. Sit in the stands. Thank you, Larry. Thank All right, thanks for the call, call Alex. The, the, sit in the stands. With, move, move a couple of them cut, cardboard cutouts and sit in the stands and have some social distancing. That would be the best way to go. That would be how you would deal with things. That would be what would make it easier. And I know what you're saying about there not really being a bubble, but consider, compared to what Major League Baseball has, the NBA and the NHL are in bubbles (laughs) because they're not traveling at all. So in that comparison, and just think of the social, think of the tracing that these medical staffs have to do with these players. You're talking that four more players got tested positive today for the Marlins. So you're looking at what? 16, 17, I mean, and where did they all go? That it was a group effort that, that there's so many people. Was it, would the team go out to dinner somewhere? I mean, what did they do? I mean, you just have to really, really be careful, especially in the place where in Florida where the numbers are scoring or shooting up anyway. You have to be careful. And it's incumbent upon management. I think there's going to have to, you know, Put their foot down. I hear Derek Jeter said they're going to be testing every day because they really want to make sure that they try to get these players together. And just think, 15, 16 players, you have 30 players total. I mean, how that's half your team you're going to have to replace. And a lot of these guys that you're going to bring in are not ready for the major leagues. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 
Blaze NYC says if a Marlins type fiasco happens two to three more times and games need to be rescheduled, what does Major League Baseball do if it affects my Yankees again or a Dodgers, Tampa, Washington, legit contenders because this puts them at a greater disadvantage having to play makeup doubleheaders? All right, so Jay Blaze, that is an interesting question because I'm not sure if they're going to play makeup doubleheaders. We know that there's a very good chance that they are not going to make up these Marlin games. Are they going to make up the Philly games with the Yankees that that uh, the Yankees didn't play? I mean, they play these teams so many times, and you you could, I guess, stick in a doubleheader here or there. But I think that's what they were trying to avoid is to have these situations. And so I'm not really sure. I think that. As of right now, if it continues, and hopefully it doesn't, it just looks as though that they are on pace to start looking at winning percentage. So it behooves you to win as much as possible. (laughs) Because if it starts looking at uh, winning percentage, then you need to win a lot. But I do think when you start talking about the contenders, they really have to have a game plan that they have in that they haven't just shared with us about the Marlins. You understand? Then there's a very good chance they're not making the Marlin games up because they don't think that the Marlins have an opportunity. But, but you're not sure. You just don't know. At Fighter Jet Fifty Two, is Tibbs gonna teach, develop, get this team to be successful? Let's see. Uh, no. <laughs> So he's already made up his mind. What do you think? 1-800-919-3776. Trey is in Texas. He joins us next on 98.7. Hey, Trey. What's going on, Larry? Everything is good, my friend. What's happening with you? You know what? I want to do a quick shout-out to a friend of ours, Larry, who's, who's been laid up in the hospital for a couple of weeks now, okay. man. Real good friend of both, both of ours. And I know mm-hmm. you know uh, the the legendary Bismarcky. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. he's been laid up for a couple of weeks. It's not uh, COVID-related, so, you know, thank God. But he's been laid up mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, man. So I wanted to send him my prayers, man. Just let him know we're thinking about him tonight. Absolutely. Well done. Thank you. A, le- a legend. Yes. Oh, no question. A legend. No question. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No many, question. Many, many hits. Yes, indeed. All right. So you ready to go to work? Yes, sir. Let's dance. Capital Health Regional Medical Center. That's where we shout out tonight. All the folks who've done great work there during the pandemic when it was really, really rolling here in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And as as coaches always say, right, when getting to the title is half the battle. It's keeping the title. That's when the work begins. Absolutely. And so that's really the kind of thing that we're finding out with this virus, right? Where you're in the middle of the virus, getting through it and trying to help people through it and deal with it and get them the right care that they need. That's obviously the bulk. That's the major thing. But now that it's slowed down, making sure that it does not rise again and treating people and making sure they get their test and the quick test results and everything necessary, that helps keep the pandemic numbers low, unlike the rest of the company that's struggling right now. So we shout out the Capital Health Regional Medical Center in Trenton, New Jersey tonight for the great work that they are doing. Absolutely, man. I second that, Larry. Like you said, this fight is far from over, and we yep. got to stay. We, we got to stay very aggressive. Like the like the virus is aggressive. We have to yes, be as is. aggressive. We have to be as aggressive. All right, Definitely. tonight we're gonna stay. In, we're gonna stay in my borough tonight. We're gonna okay. stay in Brooklyn. 
uh, right. NYU Langone Hospital, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to shout them out. They did, they, they did a hell of a job when it was bad up there for y'all. And, um, you know, they continue, continue to put in those crazy hours and, you know, devote all their time and, you know, the sacrifices that they make daily just so, uh, you know, we can, you know, have some sort of sense of a little bit of some, you know, some normalcy that that, that I see from afar, you know, on yeah. news and everything and just talking to family and talking to Chris and you, you know. So we want to shout them out tonight let them know what we're thinking about. Absolutely. Doing right. a great job. Absolutely. All right. So, Larry, like, uh, I understand that, you know, you know, due to, you know, how everything is going, we can't really talk, you know, the the whole press conference for Tibbs and all that. That has to happen. It's not going to happen for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to get some assemblance soon of a coaching staff or what? Well, I think uh, Mike Miller is part of the staff from what I'm hearing, and I believe okay. that there will be some assemblance of a coaching staff. And, you oh. know, he'll, he'll, be, he'll, he'll take some that uh, the Garden will uh, suggest that are on his staff and he'll right. he'll be able to make up the rest of his staff. But that's an important now the, question. Are the now the rumors that I heard is uh like I think I asked you last night, Woody, right? Is he involved with this or what? There has been rumored that he is okay. going to be okay. has the opportunity to be on the staff, yes. Okay. All right. Okay, to the Mets real quick. Um yes. Yay. That, that rookie you know what I'm saying? Put it in the books, baby. <laughs> um, the the kid looked good tonight, man. He did. The, he really the, did. The rookie looked good tonight. Um, he did. You know, uh, on the I'm, re- road, I'm ready to put him. Going? I'm ready to. I'm ready to switch him with Porcello right now. You ain't never <laughs> lie, man. The Red Sox can have him back, man. I thought that was gonna be a nice homecoming, but I don't want to be too. I don't want to be too harsh on the kid. That was only I know. I know. Star, I'm just man. messing with him. I'm, I'm just. Saying, I'm just saying, Larry. Damn. I mean, can you find the plate at all? I no, he, he sure it couldn't. A, oh, he sure could. Well, he was all over the place. Uh, the one thing that I will say that's shaky with me and watching mm-hmm. the game tonight, the the Mets defense is shaky. No, the Mets defense is bad. It's, it's not I shaky. Mean, Larry, it's bad. Larry, <laughs> well, and then Ronnie, Ronnie and Keith are trying to um, they they're trying to uh, describe it. They like. No, you know, McNeil, you know, he told the guys he's going to bounce the ball to oh, him. Yeah, that that was like, an interesting what? exchange, wasn't it? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? If you don't get that ball to Peter Lago, God, bro, what is your problem? Unbelievable. It was, watching them play defense is bad. But I it tell is. you what, man, 20, 24 can still flip a double play like He sure can. Man. He sure can. Oh, I give him credit. He it, can. Oh, and, and, and I understand, you know, when he was with the Yankees, they used to piss us off because it was like, man, he's dogging it. He don't play. Mm-hmm. No, man. It comes smooth. easy when you good. Smooth. He's smooth with it. He is. No he's question. Big Daddy Kane at second base. You know he what is. I'm saying? 87 with the cuss in his eyebrows, Larry. For real. <laughs> yeah. For real. Like, with the cuss in the Vintage. eyebrows, Larry. Vintage Big Daddy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, nah, man, the, yeah, the defense is – is really bad, but offensively, I like what I'm seeing. I like. Yes. I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's it's Boston, so you got to put take that with a grain of salt. But let's just keep playing Boston. I'm down. I heard what you said earlier. Let's just keep playing them. We got two more. We got two more. Larry, <laughs> with this schedule being all jacked up and people getting COVID, let's just make sure that we play the Red Sox like once a week. Yeah, we'll we make good. the playoffs, Larry. We good. We we'll, <laughs> we'll clinch a spot by the end of next week. Larry, we'll have, to, we'll have the pennant sewn up by, by Labor right. Day. Larry, you're right. play the Red Sox. No question about it. You're yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. All right, my friend. We'll talk soon. You know it. 
You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 